So we're calling this uh, Carl and Gabe, or Gabe and Carl. Oh wow, who's, who's you're, name... you're gonna be that petty about it, eh? <laughs> whose name goes you're first? Be, you're gonna be that petty about it. Fine, you're be... you, fine, you can go first. I don't care. I don't care. You can go just, first. No, hold on. I'm not. Let's just figure it out. Which what sounds nicer, Gabe and Carl? I mean, my name is way nicer. That was me scratching <laughs> my nose. <laughs> Gabe. I mean, Gabe, let's be honest. Gabe and Carl go to the movies. Carl and Gabe, Gabe and Carol go to the movies. Wow. Okay. Fine. <laughs> we'll, we'll do Gabe and Carl go to the movies. Although I feel Carl and Gabe. Okay, fine. You can have it. Today we're going to talk about 1917, Uncut Gems, and Parasite. Okay. Perfect. Three of our favorite movies of the year. Well, you had you, you had them uh, what two of two of my favorite three movies of the year. So you had I and see three of your five favorite movies. So of the for year. me they were pretty much one, two, and four, and for you it was three, four, and twelve. Yes. Wow, you had nineteen seventy as your twelve favorite, eh? Yeah, there were so many good movies this year. There were actually a lot of good movies. Okay, so many good movies this so year. So maybe let's just start by one by one. We'll start with nineteen seventeen, I guess. Yeah. Do you want to do the? Uh, the hell it was about what it was about okay so during the first world war in april 1917 the german army has pulled back from a section of the western front in northern france and a general briefs two young lance corporals tom blake and william schofield about their mission to cross the enemy lines wow sounds exciting so exciting <clears throat> it was really good though beautifully shot although i think you had some things to okay so here's what i mean yeah i said it was my 12th favorite movie of the year so the one thing that i would say was that i felt that the plot was serving the camera and that the camera wasn't serving the movement of the plot does that make any sense to you yeah i uh i think it was a bit of a risk the way they shot it but at the same time i think that they were trying to do something different Right. I don't think there ever has been, at least I don't know, of a war movie that was shot in real time. Like, it's supposed to be, I think, as you're watching... I mean, obviously not, maybe not exactly. Obviously, he, he blacks out and stuff, so... But re- as the action takes place, it's real time. Yeah, but did you... I I, I felt like the the one take that, that the movie... It didn't change what the movie could have been if it wasn't a one take. And that it actually sometimes felt like... There was so much stuff going on in the background, right? Like so many people moving around and it felt like a, kind of like a choreographed stage play going on right, in the background right. or something, right? Is that <clears throat> I didn't get that. For me, I thought I felt that it was actually the the reason they did the continuous action was because it I think they wanted to uh create for you to feel like that real time how like serious mm-hmm. the situation was. Um and I felt that that I think you wrote that it was like um, like a video game, like you're following, like you're, it's like you're playing Medal of Honor or Call of Duty or something. Especially in the second half of the movie, when uh, when it's just uh, the one guy by himself, it really takes on a whole first-person shooter type man on a mission <laughs> yeah. whole thing. See, I it's interesting you got that from it. For me, that's not what I got. For I felt like. When you watch most war movies, like like for example, Saving Private Ryan, which let's be honest, the story line is very similar. 
Right, yeah. Like, you know, you get to your brother and yeah. blah, blah, blah. <laughs> He's going to die. And then the other brother dies. <laughs> so they really just wasted his time. But anyway, um, it, in that one, you didn't feel the set. Like, obviously, it's a, not to say anything bad about Saving Private Ryan, because that I is mean, an amazing film. I mean, every war movie that <clears throat> comes out, someone says it's the best war movie since Saving Private Ryan. <laughs> but I think in this case, you could actually make a case. But I felt that the way they shot it, because they shot it in real time, you really feel that time sensitivity. Like, he's not going to make it. My comment that I thought was silly was that the injuries didn't seem to be severe. Like, Yes, he, I had this in my notes, too. When spoiler. He gets, he seem, yeah, he seems to get shot in the head, and it just <laughs> makes him black out. And, like, the scene that I thought was weird, it's like, he, like, it's, it's kind of haunting when it happens, like, when he cuts his hand and then... He falls into the foxhole and puts his hand into the dead body. It's oh, horrifying. What I thought it was weird though is like, why bother showing something so gruesome? And it plays no part. Yes. Yeah, like his hand never affects him. It's as if he, he wraps it and then in a and a spoiler alert, obviously. Yeah. But he Sorry, walks, we should have said that off the top. Yeah. Spoiler alert for all of the movies we're talking about. Today. Um, he walks. They walk into the mine shaft, or sorry, mine shaft. The uh, uh, German. Yeah, the bunk, a bunker, a bunker, a whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And it explodes, and he literally gets buried by like a ton of earth and i mean it, it, for like what five minutes he can't see and then all of a sudden none of it happened yeah so that was my one it, it's again it's a very very video game like right it's like that part yeah you you, you, you the screen turns red for a few seconds and then you just don't get hurt <laughs> for just, a little bit and you just crouch again. you crouch for a couple you know <laughs> crouch for 10 seconds and all your health comes back <laughs> exactly yeah. yeah although there were parts i felt were really like that like um it really did um, explore the horrors of war, especially like especially when they're crossing no man's land, just yeah. the corpses scattered everywhere. It was yeah, like like I said, my the scene that really got me into the movie was when his hand goes through the corpse. Oh, it's amazing! After he cuts it, and you're not like I for me, it's like oh, he's that's gonna be like you think it's gonna get infected, yeah, or he something. The, the, but I guess the decaying corpse with an guess, open wound. But I guess the movie takes place in what a day, so there's no I, yes. I mean, some of his injuries, it's a lot to do with adrenaline, and he's running, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, you're right, like, he falls down the stairs after he gets shot point blank, wakes up, and he, he can run faster than the the Nazis, <laughs> they can't catch him, <laughs> then he leaps into a fucking waterfall, I should have yeah, swore. I, that's okay. They, Are we, I don't know if this, like, is that something they... No, I, I think that we won't worry about that. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, I... I mean, yeah, I think that the the whole horrors of war part of it was really awesome. That first half of the movie, I thought up until one of the one of the soldiers dies, yeah, was fantastic. It was, and it, I felt like after the 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 one guy dies, it it takes on the, like a whole it becomes a different movie right it's no yeah. longer there's no yeah. longer any character building going on really <clears throat> i like the, i did uh i mean it was kind of a shocking moment <clears throat> when the uh, other main character dies but um i don't know i don't know how i felt about the uh i felt what i felt that maybe it would have been better off if he had died a little bit later in i thought he, so, he kind of so. died fast I mean, and the circumstances was odd. Like, oh, the guy, you, they crawl, they pull him out of a, his legs are literally burnt to a crisp. Yeah. And he still manages to stab. Like, how, what was, <laughs> you, he turns away, like the camera turns away for what? 
five seconds in that in the oh and that was my other unrealistic part was okay so both of these guys live in world war one for i don't know how long they've been there the one guy's fat he's lost no weight what has he been eating and the other guy is like freaking arnold schwarzenegger like i don't know they seem too nourished <laughs> you know too good too good looking too nourished too clean yeah so you're talking about you're talking about Dean Charles Scott, the the guy who he was he was Tom and Baratheon in uh, yeah. Game of Thrones. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, no, I thought he was probably he was my best performance in the movie. Probably like he was a, but. and obviously by the end he looks haggard. But I think like they should have looked a little more war worry already. Like right. they're they're in the front lines. <laughs> like well, it's they're not like they been... they're just chilling under a tree. Yeah, but I mean, like, <laughs> did they just, I don't know, they, I don't, maybe they didn't explain to me, did they just get there? I felt like, well, the one guy had a medal, so he had obviously been, right. but yeah. I don't know if they had just I, arrived. I think the idea was that, yeah, that, yeah, Dean, yeah, Dean Charles Chapman, that, uh, that that character was newly arrived, Okay, right? so because he was just fat he, for, because he was eating he, well at home. Yeah, yeah, I, <laughs> yes, I, think, I think that was the idea, was that he had just reality. arrived, because they talk about, yeah. um... Yeah, the one guy talks about having previous service, right? And yeah. He, he seems like he's all young and gung-ho still, right? Yeah, yeah. So we should... Uh, oh, should we give our... Uh, yeah. Uh, act- so uh, any bad uh, actors, in your opinion? Anyway. I didn't think that there were any bad performances. I thought that uh, Cumberbatch at the end was a bit of a stunt casting a little bit, where it was like a kind of dramatic turnaround, like, oh, shit, it's Cumberbatch. <laughs> I, can see, they- I can see that point, but for me... He was so even that what? How long was he? In I mean, movie? he was great in that scene. That's what I'm saying. Fantastic. His character, like, it was perfectly cast. Like his gruffness and yeah. his voice. Him just being like that guy would be like terrifying if he was your like your commanding officer. Like, yeah, yeah. Like he would just you know choke you out. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought it was good. I, I wish he was more of him in the movie. I well, and that's another thing that I was thinking about. It's like you get all these great British character actors to play all these minor roles. Like they, they, they basically those are like the checkpoints of the movie, right? Yeah, they run yeah. into these famous British character actors as they go, right? right. And it's like kind of like levels. Well, did they because they had there was a lot of big names in this because you had yeah. Uh, I don't know what the actor's name is, but the at the beginning the the first uh, Colin, general Colin Firth. Yeah, yeah. he does King's yeah, Speech. Yeah, and yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he's great. He's yeah. just in it. He's just in it and for then like you have 30 com- seconds. Yeah, and Cumberbatch. Like, Good luck, yeah. boys. <laughs> yeah, really. And he's great in it, too. Like, all the roles are really... Oh, and you had... Uh... <clears throat> Sorry, what's his name? Um, wow, I should have written this down. Well, my... The the captain uh, guy that, after the secondary character dies, um, he kind of finds him and, like, helps him get to the bridge. Oh, um... Uh, what's that? Jer- Jeremy Strong? No, what, oh, what's his you name? You know who I'm talking about? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, he was good in his role too. Oh, he's in a lot of stuff. I, yeah, and we, we should we, we should can, write this you, down. You, you, want, you, you want to pause and look it up, and we can delete this part. No, that's <laughs> fine. No. Uh, yeah, I'm blanking on his name right now too. But yeah, he was fantastic. Yeah, the one that I had um, for one of my favorite ones that they run into was Andrew Scott. Though the uh, as they're about to leave the the bunker and go yeah. into no man's land, he blesses them with the holy water oh. i thought that that was a really awesome character and i would have liked to see more of uh, mark strong That's mark who strong I'm yeah and then of course there's uh richard madden yeah yeah richard madden yeah. at the end yeah. yeah yeah so they were all yeah cast was... <laughs> well but it was very short for everybody else it's very short uh yeah cameos almost really yeah yeah, yeah. 
Uh, so we should probably talk about our rating system and then uh, rate the movie. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, um, well, we base it on uh, how we rate things <clears throat> on uh, Letterboxd, right? So, uh, for me, let's. I don't know. We probably should have also discussed this, but three stars is average for me. So if a movie, if I rate a movie three stars, that's it's like it's a, a good. It's a, it's it, was a, it was a fine movie. Average. Yeah. Great. Right, it was, it was an average okay. movie. Yeah. yeah. I'd go see it, recommend it. Fine. Yeah, you liked it. Two, <clears throat> two and a half would be like this movie was okay. There's something it's, bad about it's, it. it. There's something bad, something yeah. good, but it's not it's not, not necessarily only... awful. But either the acting was not great, or the yeah. you know it was unrealistic, or just something. Yeah. And then obviously anything below two and a half stars is just not uh, yeah i don't even i don't think i even have a system for that some of them i give one so (laughs) they're all just awful (laughs) we don't watch too many movies because we mostly only go see movies that we like so i feel like i don't have enough yeah we should start seeing like everything (laughs) and then obviously three and a half for me is like this is good like this is one of the better movies of the year four and four and a half is one of the best movies of, of like yes. that I've always like one of my yeah, favorites. One of four and four and a half is like this is one of the great movies of the year, and it's going to be a classic for me. Usually yeah. four is like this is one of the best of the year, and then four and a half for me is like four and a half and five. That's like going to be in my. I have so many movies like that, though, so it's like I can't say top ten, right? Because it's like a top I, forty, really. I, I have yeah. fifteen five star movies. I'd have to. On my list I have right no now. idea. I probably something around so that. It's like, yeah. f- Five star for me is like this is like an all time classic yeah, that I could yeah. rewatch over and over. Again. Yeah, like Fargo for me. Like I've just literally just watched that again. That's the right. eighth time I've seen that, and I never yeah. get tired of watching that. I could yeah. literally watch scenes of that every day and never get tired. Yeah, I think both of us feel the same way about The Godfather. Yeah, one and two. Pretty much it's the entire like, world. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've exactly <laughs> where it's like the these are the epitome of what, five star movies. Right? What's a movie that you rate highly? If you can think of one that like everyone goes what? Um, I'd say probably The Parent Trap starring Lindsay Lohan. I have that rated four stars because, hey, let me defend that for a second. That is one of the great child acting performances that we have. It, it, and look what she's doing I now. Mean, it's, uh, it's such, it's so Isn't she like a minister now or something? I don't know. I've lost track. <laughs> I really, I think the media has lost track too. They've given up on that. They're, they're, Did you hear that? Yeah, they're more concerned. <laughs> Chairs squeaking above oh, us. Oh, is that what that was? Yeah. Okay. Um, I was like, is that something with the microphones? No, no, that was someone moving yeah. a chair upstairs. Right, right. Unfortunately, we don't have a sound studio right now. Yeah, we just have my basement apartment, which is sometimes a little loud upstairs. <laughs> but whatever, we'll make we'll make uh, do with it. What's a, All right. right. What, what's a movie that you have <clears throat> rated? You know what? I, sneakily I'm trying to think. High. I don't know. I'd have to. I'll yeah. answer that. Oh, yeah. Let me think about it. Okay, I, obviously, yeah. I, I asked you that without realizing how hard that question is. <laughs> I just off the top of my head, that was the first yeah. one I thought of. Uh, All right. right. So okay. okay. So let's talk about. So how, no rate your. So I had it four stars. My twelfth favorite movie of the year. Wow. So for me, it I liked it a lot more. Obviously, I give it four and a half stars and uh, rated it second. Mm-hmm. Now that being said, there were like five movies this year that. Outside of my number one, which we'll talk about later, um, two, three, four, five, I could have really put them in any order. I mean, yeah, so. there were so many good movies this year. If someone wants to make the argument that 1917 was their favorite movie of the year, 
It's not. I have no problem with that. Yeah. It was good. It was <clears> a really <throat> solid movie. Like for me, like the more I think about it, there's like sometimes I'll go, okay. For example, Marriage Story. I liked it so much, and and Uncut Gems, but like. I put 1917 as number two, but when I think about it, I go, no, Uncut Gems you, too. You could oh, easily no, be swayed. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, yeah. Marriage Story, wow. Maybe we'll talk about we that should talk about another that time. One, yeah. yeah. Okay. Just fantastic. Let's move on to Uncut Gems. Yeah. So I don't think we need to... Did you want to read them? You're good at reading I mean, I just, I just read a little bit of the last one's description. So re- read this one. Basically, okay, so this one starts off. Uh, in 2010, there was a mine accident in Ethiopia... Uh, an opal was taken from the mine while all this chaos was going on. We fast forward to 2012, and degenerate gambler Howard Ratner <laughs> is running a jewelry store in New York's Diamond District. He's neck deep in debt. He owes $100,000 to his loan shark brother, Arno. And that's yeah, yeah. where the story picks up okay. from there, right? All right, so let's think. Okay. So what worked uh, in this movie for you? I thought the for me the thing that worked the most was just the overwhelming sense of impending doom at all times. Like right. you just felt like the whole world was about to cave in on Adam Sandler's head. Yeah. Th- throughout the entire movie, everything he did, it was like, oh crap, he's dug himself in even yeah. deeper here. <laughs> he, uh, I think, um, it's he's like uh, a sociopath type person, exactly, probably, yeah. and yeah. like. He for him it's probably normal, but for you you're watching everything he does on this level. Like he gets uh uh the uh championship ring and you're like, Okay, so collateral and then yeah. he goes and pawns it <laughs> for cash. It's like and you're just like my palms are sweaty. That gave me so much anxiety. Right, and you're just that. like, Okay, what is he doing? And he's being followed by the loan shark guys, those fucking tough guys that were just beating him up in his own store like five minutes before that yeah and uh yeah so i agree with you it gives you like i mean his actions seem normal for him but for like any normal person it's insane it's the type of character that i would never be able to write because i can't even consider that type of action yeah yeah. that type of like thought process of like oh well kevin garnett just gave me his championship ring his collateral instead of locking it up in a vault because i'm so terrified that somebody might steal it I'm gonna take it to the pawn shop and, and then get I'm cash, gonna, and then I'm gonna forget that it's and there. Then, and then for not like only a week. does he take the money, he goes to a sports bet or whatever, I guess, and puts that entire amount down on him having an amazing game. Uh, sorry, who is it again? Um, the basketball Kevin Garnett. Ke- yeah. Kevin Garnett. Yeah. That 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 night he's gonna have this amazing game because he got the. We should stipulate he got the opal. So yeah. Oh, yeah, Adam sorry. Sandler's character yeah, I didn't, did I basically not? gets, I don't think, he, oh, so they sorry. find the opal and somehow uh, through back channels and dirty dealings, Adam Sandler's character is able to get his hands on it and he's going to put it into an auction house to auction it. Yeah, he thinks but, it's worth a million dollars. And it probably is. It but, probably uh, auction is. House. This is, that was, if we were talking about issues with the movie, uh, I can't think yeah. of many, but the one issue I, I had, I thought was kind of weird was, okay, so you're, he's going to this super reputable uh, auction house with this obviously illegally obtained opal and they don't question it <laughs> i know like there's I, no way i have i have no experience with auctioning just, things at an auction house but i imagine I think you have to have like like papers of authenticity because oh, sure. like how could they know especially since you know in the in the last yeah. d- decade and a half it 
the concept of like blood diamonds and things like that also, have become very you know you you want to make sure everything no has yeah. a circuit of, a certificate of authenticity and yeah. stuff like that also the other thing i thought was kind of funny and silly was um the fact that uh he gets the he at no point so he kevin uh kevin grant Kevin Garnett. I'm gonna. He's Kevin Garnett. KG. <laughs> Kevin, KG. KG. Okay. So KG. I know it's sad, but KG. So he shows up at the jewelry store just as the opal arrives. Yeah. And at no point in time has Adam Sandler been able to fo- photograph this opal, send photos to the auction house, and yet, and then remember he he doesn't get it to them till it's the auction day. Yeah. And they already have photos of it in the news in the in the uh, paper. Like the uh, auction book, which I thought was like okay. So right. when did they? So you're do saying any when, of... when were photos of this? And taken? when did they have time to? Because he never gave it to them. So not only did they have not right, time to verify Ke- it. Yeah, because Gar- Kevin Garnett had, had it the, it the whole, whole time. time. So how could they verify it? Because they had an expert verify how, Wait, when was there a photo of it? I thought they. Yeah. Were, I thought there was. I thought when it said something like could no could not be pictured or something. Unless like. I imagine this. That there was a photo. I, I, maybe I didn't. Maybe I, I looked away I, for a second. I don't remember. remember there being a photo of but, it. In, well, but they had a guy authenticate it. And if they didn't have a guy authenticate it, how in the world is it in the auction? That's yeah, the, the, that the, part of the movie. But that's such it, a nitpicky. Them, them doing a last second authentication of it. Yeah. It, yeah. But that being said, wouldn't that's they, such a, I had to just, nitpick for that. Wouldn't they just be like you can put it into the yeah. next auction but i had to like i'm saying i had to really that's that's nitpicking yeah yeah like but, I, I, but i agree i can see where that's coming that's from. the only thing i could think of because like i wanted to think of something it's yeah. not a perfect film so i, I wanted okay. to think but it, it, there's not many plot holes i guess that's the problem there's not many things you can really go like okay so here's maybe the big, you have here's okay. the biggest so maybe plot, i missed okay here's the biggest plot hole the bet doesn't make any sense Oh yeah. Okay. His final bet. His final bet doesn't make any sense. You can't have a parlay. Okay, first of all, it's absolute pure insanity to okay, have explain a, par- what a parlay. Is okay. It's when you combine multiple bets together, right? And it increases the the odds of the bet, right? So maybe you'd be like, I'm gonna bet on the Leafs tonight at this odds, and then I'm gonna bet that the Lakers will also win, right? So it drives up the the odds right so you're making more money for your buck but just more things have to happen right so hinging a parlay on something 50 50 like a jump ball is absolute insanity but i guess maybe you could do that in some but sports books i think that it but, plays well because like he locks the so as the movie progresses he's doing more you know he's getting uh he's getting hounded by the uh the money sharks money loaners mm-hmm. whatever um and he uh so it's, we're nearing the end of the film, and they, they, he finally gets the opal. He finally gets the cash. He's about to return it, and all of a sudden, he decides he's going to bet all the money he just got that, to give back. He's going to bet it on the game again. <laughs> and so he tricks them to stepping out in the hallway or, like, between the door. Yeah, the man trap, lo- yeah. And he locks them in. And uh, it's crazy because the first thing that happens is the tip-off. And if that one alone, if he... It's, called the he did that just that one thing would throw the entire thing off and it just shows to me like you're sitting on the edge of, like you're and you you pro- it's it, it, that's to serve the plot exactly no one would ever do oh do, i don't know about that i mean you'd have that's to be crazy you'd, people, have to be, you'd have to be a wild people mortgage their homes to bed in casinos people do crazy things but, normal people like us 
don't do that. A, a jump a jump ball is not even something that you necessarily care if you win or not, though, because you get. Any... Oh, I see what you're saying. Sorry, I just meant like in terms of like someone being crazy enough to bet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it, I think there's more than enough people. It's, who... it's not even. It's not even like a face off in hockey yeah. or like a coin flip at the beginning of a football game where it's like you really want to win that. It's like the jump ball. I mean, like yeah, you'd prefer if you won it, but if you don't win it, you get first possession in the second and third quarter. So. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like oh no we lost the jump ball yeah like it, it, in overtime it's a big deal because you want to get more possessions but you get for the most part you're getting you know if you win the jump ball you get it at the beginning of the first and fourth quarter yeah, if yeah. you don't win it you still get it the same yeah. amount of possessions yeah. right but what uh but here's the real problem with the okay. bet though is that you can't stack a parlay like that right you can't have things that correlate with each other right so you can't you can't do something like the Celtics are gonna score more points in the in the first half and also win someone, the game because those are someone real, has a gambling problem. Those, no, I, I <laughs> did you I, research this or did you just bet on? No, this is just I don't know. I listen to sports podcasts a lot. So do they, I. I've never learned this. They talk <laughs> they talk about gambling a lot of the time. What's the right? guy on TSN? I have what is the the uh, the, the ad on TSN that that guy's like he's like New York accent. He's like. I have insider information. <laughs> I don't know which. Oh, that was sound like Bernie Sanders. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, yeah, that's. But I mean, like, whatever. It's but a minor. Yeah, okay, it's a minor thing. It's like it's like one of those. I think though, it's like it's like any sports yeah. any sports movie though, where it's like you know, there's some things where like that would happen. A, yeah. Wait a second. Where, where weren't they just at the other end there? And it's like, <laughs> oh, like how did the ball how, get there? Wait, aren't they offside? It's the fl- yeah. They're exactly, passing it from the back exactly. to the from exactly. the front it's to like, the back. Don't don't think too hard about wait, it. Wait a minute. That guy's in front of the blue line. <laughs> how did that happen? <laughs> quack quack. I mean, anyway. so obviously we both agree that uh, Sandler is both, phenomenal. I feel like both movie. of us are nitpicking on those problems, but uh, it's, so, it's such a good movie. But yeah, yeah. Adam's. Oh, if, I can't believe was he nominated? Wasn't nominated. How? I don't know. Okay, Adam Driver in the Marriage Story and this movie for me, in terms of acting, blew. Obviously, Walking Phoenix for Joker. You know, it's but, for some people. It's not for me, but it's for some people. He was a great, great in that film. I mean, but, uh, yeah, he, but I think. For me, I almost feel like it's easier to play the Joker than it is to play to, the kind of character that Adam Sandler played here. Right. Like to just do was, something that's like so over the top. Yeah, right? and Adam Sandler's character is just so... There's nothing... Every character... He walks in a certain way. He holds his neck in a certain way. Mm-hmm. He talks in a certain... He never breaks. He cries in a very specific <laughs> way. Yeah, he gets angry in a very specific <laughs> way. Um, yeah, I, actually, I couldn't pick a single actor that I would... I, everybody in this movie was perfectly cast. Amazing, even like Kevin Garnett was. Oh, he was so you good. Wouldn't, if if you didn't, KG? if you didn't, <laughs> there you go. Got if, it. if you didn't know that he was a pro basketball player, you'd yeah. be like, we're, we're "Wow, who's this really tall actor that they found here?" Just saying, we're in Canada, and uh, I'm a hockey fan, so yeah. Know. I mean, I forgive you for okay. you know he retired sure. a few years ago. <laughs> and, I mean, I know his name. I just always get him uh, confused with Kevin Garnett. Oh, Kevin Durant? Durant. Yeah. See, this is... The, I should shut up. That's okay. That's <laughs> no okay. Very... They're both very tall, athletic guys. Very tall. Um, the, his, the girl who played his girlfriend, Julia Fox, who played Julia in the movie, Yeah. has never been in a movie before. From what I, I tried to f- look her up on IMDb, she had been in something called The Great American Mud Wrestle, which I yeah. think was a documentary yeah. <laughs> short. I'll, I'll, like, the, I guess the thing that I just thought of right now is... Um, 
Should we? Can we? Can we uh, give away the ending, or should we not? Because yeah, I think give this away can... the ending. Yeah. I so think, like, the, I think this is a... Adam Sandler's character and uh, the money. Sh- his his uh, I think brother-in-law. I guess. Yeah. Um, they both get killed. If there's one criticism I just kind of realized to myself is both of them are extremely dumb. Like I didn't like. I didn't really like anybody in this film. I don't think you were supposed to like anyone in this film. I know, but sometimes... It's a film about bad people. It's shocking how he dies at the end, but yeah. I felt I felt kind of bad, but I didn't really care about anybody. And then, in a, like, uh, you know, no, actually his uh, girlfriend, I guess, his uh, mistress. Yeah. I kind of liked her. She's yeah. cool. And she was, you know, she was kind of cheated. Not cheated. She kind of had the... The moment when she kind of grinded up on uh, the weekend, yeah, <laughs> and he's lost in the thing. His but mind. she was kind of you tell him no the whole time, and I mean, yeah. if the weekend grinds on you, I mean, you yeah. kind of. I mean, grind. I would just go with it. Like, like guess this is happening. <laughs> the weekend wants to grind on me. I'm not going to say no. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, she's a beautiful uh, actress, and uh, she played a really good role in this. Yeah. and I felt like at the end when she was going to make that bet for him, as he was stuck in his mm-hmm. uh, jewelry store. I felt kind of genuinely feared for her life because they sent that guy after her. Yeah. So yeah. I guess her is the only character in this movie that I kind of liked yeah. that way. Like, she kind of redeemed herself by the end. She was kind of just a nice... She was re- truly in love with him, and he didn't treat her that well. I don't know. Yeah, she, I mean, she's kind of a, d- a dummy character, yeah. right? She's, yeah. she's not she's not an intelligent girl, and she doesn't do anything yeah. that's good for her. <laughs> right? She, well, keeps I mean, com- she, she keeps coming successful. back. She keeps coming back she's to this guy. She's got a cool guy. job. She... It's got a, you know, what is it? What is it called? A uh, uh, financial older guy, right? What is that called? What do you a jeweler? I don't <laughs> know what he's trying. That's his job. Uh, oh, uh, a uh, sugar daddy. Sugar daddy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. She's got a sugar daddy, and she's got the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, uh, I thought that uh, Adina Manzel, who played his wife mostly known for her voice acting in frozen and other yeah movies was fantastic that scene where he's trying to tell her after he's broken up with his girlfriend like oh we should get back together and she just laughs in his face <laughs> yeah. and like i oh, hate your the, face she's putting on her uh dress from like whatever yeah like long time ago and it fits and everyone's <laughs> like oh you're so beautiful and he's like the fact that his girlfriend cheated on him with the weekend or at least he thinks she did. Yeah. Now all of a sudden he's coming back to. He was a pretty despicable character. Mm-hmm. I know when you think about it, you kind of liked him. I mean, he's kind of like that uncle you don't really want around on Christmas, but when he's there, you're kind of like, <laughs> eh, this is interesting. See how? So let's see how this goes. You know? Yeah. yeah. No, it's yeah, it's, um, it's it's a typical you know probably antihero kind of thing. Um, movies that are similar. I uh, I don't know if you ever seen Gold. It's kind of a I newer. Haven't... Yeah. It. Uh, what's his name? Is in it? Um... I'm like literally blanking. I haven't seen it, so I couldn't tell you. Uh, He was just in the movie Gentleman that we saw yesterday. Uh, Colin Firth? No. I I don't know. We we can can quickly look this up right now. Oh my gosh. Anyway, so Gold is kind of a movie. I'm I'm not saying it's similar. It's just a similar kind of story where it's this guy who, you know, finds gold. Matthew McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey, yeah. Before you found it, I knew. Actually, after looking at it, I was like, oh, I remember seeing trailers for this movie. So, I I don't know why we're doing this portion of this, but I just, if if you ever see that, this is just much better than Mm -hmm. Gold. Gold's okay. It's a a decent movie, but it has the same, there's a con in in Gold. That's, yeah. Although the main guy, you you never really find out if the main character in Gold 
committed the uh, con, oh, okay. or he wasn't aware of it. But anyway, uh, so you it, rated it. it uh, sorry, just let me. It, it reminded me of like a movie about drug addicts looking for their next high, like a like just any yeah, any movie. He was obviously that, addicted and, to gambling. Yeah, yeah, he was just a total addict. Right? It, yeah, yeah it, it reminded me of of movies yeah. along yeah. that line. I can't think. But, of But successful. Yeah, successful millionaire. You know, yeah, yeah. which obviously is no. That's what. Maybe that's what you need to become in there. You need to just be really like you know. You need to be a, a risk taker. Right. Yeah. And, I mean, uh, he yeah. wins. He won every bet. Did really? He? It all. Yeah. Because yeah. think about it. The first yeah. one. Yeah. Second, he won. Then, he didn't get the money because his stepbrother or not his stepbrother, his uh, brother-in-law canceled it before. Yeah, he would have been able to pay back everybody, and then he still hadn't even sold the gem at that point. So. Yeah. 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 But anyway, uh, you had it rated as your uh, third best film of the year. Yeah. Just after. Uh, uh jojo rabbit and yeah what oh, did I, that's what another did, what, what did i what did i have second i don't know uh i had it uh, as fourth and i i also gave it four and a half stars so for me the 1917 and this movie are on that level oh book smart book smart was my second oh, favorite. okay see i, I watched that I, I liked it but i think i don't know maybe i didn't identify it with it as well as you did right i just for some reason maybe you're secretly a girl <laughs> Possibly, it's girl. possible. It's really possible. <laughs> I think uh, that's kind of stupid of me to say because it's what I need to be a, a female to identify with. <laughs> it's a good movie. Don't get me wrong. It's a it good movie. Just, I thought it was just. Uh, I mean, we can talk about it another time maybe. But uh, it, yeah. it, it was just. I thought it was really well shot and yeah. it was really funny. Oh, it was funny. I give yeah. it that. It was really well done. Yeah. The, sw- anyway. the swimming pool scene in that movie. I oh. could talk about how beautiful that scene is. Yeah, for, and for and just heart wrenching. Yeah, it's just oh, like that. Everybody has gone through a, that that's a, in their lives. That's a fucking movie scene. You right think there. something's coming, and it's just nope. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we should probably talk about our final film, Parasite. And yeah. this one, uh, this one's hard to uh, give a synopsis of because uh, it kind of goes. Here, read read the synopsis. And then yeah, we'll... I'll read the beginning of the synopsis here from Wikipedia. Uh, the Kim family, consisting of father Kim Ta- Kim Ki Tak and mother Chung Suk, son Ki Woo, and daughter Ki Jong. Okay, okay, okay. Those are their <laughs> names, though. I know, but they live in a semi. This... You're, you're butchering it. <laughs> yeah, I am. I apologize to uh, any Korean listeners who had to there'll listen be, to me butcher those. There'll names. be no listeners, so let's <laughs> not worry. Thank about God it. for that. <laughs> Uh, they live in a small, semi-basement apartment, working low-paying temp jobs and struggling to make ends meet. Ki-woo's friend, Ming-hook, uh, oh, well, I should have just said his friend instead of butchering <laughs> that name, uh, who's preparing to study abroad, gifts the Kim uh, If fam- anybody had a question, it's obvious by name, but Gabe is not uh, Asian. No. And neither is Carl. No. Although, no. Can, I know an Asian named Carl. Do you? Yeah. Just saying, it's not a typical Asian name. <laughs> I don't know. I was to... surprised when I found out his name was Carl, because you don't see... Anyway. Yeah, I don't know what to do with I that I don't info. see many Carls, and then all of a sudden there's this Asian, and he's Carl. Th- not a bad thing. <laughs> it wasn't a bad thing. I was just surprising. <laughs> it was just surprised. <laughs> Continue. Sorry. All right, so they're gifted a scholar's rock, which is supposed to bring wealth. Um, they... So his friend suggests that he uh, take on a job as a tutor from him. Um, so let's just, instead of reading it, 
like yeah so he uh yeah he becomes a tutor for a very wealthy, wealthy family yeah for Korean their, family for their, for their daughter who's about to go to school and uh so what happens is uh, kind of i didn't think he was going to go in this direction but it was just really interesting he starts uh getting his whole family job so you know they get rid of the uh, uh sorry they need an art tutor for their son so you know he pretends his sister is this uh psychologist and teaching kids art somehow and then they slowly get rid of the housemaid, you know, and then uh, brings his mom in, and uh, then he gets rid of the driver, or they get rid of the driver, and then the dad becomes a driver. Of course, the rich family has no idea that they're all related. Mm-hmm. And uh, one thing I loved, loved about this movie is uh, it's not predictable. At least not it's to me. Extremely unpredictable. Like, it just goes left, then right, then left, then right, and you're just along for the ride. Yeah, it's uh, if you want something that's not a Hollywood film, this is this is it. Yeah, I mean it's yeah it it just takes you all over the place. You're just along for the ride. At no point did I think that I knew where it was going. The only thing that I knew was that there was going to be a big twist coming at the end. Yeah, because somebody told me that there's a big twist. In the a jerk. Of the movie. I know they totally ruined it. No, they did not ruin it at all. <laughs> Um, so what happens kind of is, uh, you know, it's funny cause in the scene, so they're all at the house and the family's gone camping, the rich family's gone camping mm-hmm. and they're all hanging out at the house and all of a sudden the, uh, the, uh, what I thought was going to happen is, you know, they're going to get discovered, obviously. That's what I thought it was going to go. Yeah. And no. Because they're so, acting so recklessly. Yeah. They're drunk and ridiculous. smashing things. Yeah. Um, but then of course the previous maid comes back and she asks if she can go to the basement or the cellar. And all of a sudden, there's a secret door. And you think uh, that she's it's a just, bunker. You think maybe she's going to murder them or something. That's, she was creepy. I was like, this lady, don't let her in. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't know where this was going. All of a sudden, there's a bunker. And you're just like... And, of course, she uh, she has no idea that she was replaced with an, you know by the mother of these... Like She met the daughter, and she had met the, uh, the, the brother, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she kind of... And she had no idea, obviously, at that time that they were related. Did she meet the... Was the mother the last one? hired i believe so yeah so she had met all the family yeah. so obviously she didn't know at that point yes the mother is the last one replaced because the father was the one who put the like blood or yeah in the garbage can right right oh yeah you're right yeah 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 uh, she's coughing because she has uh she doesn't whatever. she doesn't have tuberculosis she has, uh, she's allergic to oranges no she has uh, obviously she has uh the current uh current thing going around oh current current oral. oh let's not coronavirus <laughs> they accuse her of having tuberculosis <laughs> coronavirus she has coronavirus she and uh, they're terrified um so yeah but it turns out she's been hiding her husband in the basement cellar uh, so the previous owner of the home built a bunker he'd never told anyone about and so the family really has no idea and so she's been keeping her uh husband down there who's in debt and sick and she's been feeding him remember the it was clever because earlier in the scene they were okay firing her because she's ate so much. Yeah. So it turned out that she was keeping her husband. You never, you know. They were like, why does she eat so much food? Yeah. So, uh, so with the family goes down there and, uh, that's kind of, uh, the mother goes down there and then she's kind of, you know, surprised that the, that there's a man been living down there the whole time. And then the whole family's on the staircase listening in and then they fall. Yeah. So that, that leads me to the part where I was like, okay. So when I thought about it, um, I could never understand why, like, there's a lot of that happens, 
you know, where they, you know, they're like accusing each other of stuff. It's like, realistically, they would have just all, they were in a great situation. And it was in their benefit to let her live down there with the husband. To not ruin their amazing situation. But yet, they screw everything up. So that was the only, if I had to think hard about this story. The only part I thought was odd was the fact that um, they didn't get along. Like, they're in the same situation. So why create so much animosity against each other? I mean, obviously for the story. But yeah. that's the part that I felt that like that wouldn't have happened. I mean, well, it's just maybe just that the this this family that has injected <clears throat> themselves into the into the rich uh, family's life that they are just you okay? They're just <laughs> sound, they're just. I, I had a heavy exercise, <laughs> and I just can't seem to catch my breath. They're yeah. just selfish people, right? Yeah. That's that that could be the justification for that. They're they they don't care who they destroy along the way but it's yeah. just about them right yeah um so uh i guess the, the i always love the thing i loved i think uh was the smell part like that the uh they're poor and they live in a dank basement and there's like this like <laughs> they all smell like i thought that's how they were going to get discovered cuz it kind of cuz a little boy remember goes like you smell like yeah you smell like the my teacher and 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 the maid and and you know, mm-hmm. uh, and then of course the uh, the the rich guy because the dad's a driver he can you know, he he starts noticing that the the guy's like being able to smell his scent yeah he, he says then, he smells of burnt rag so, I believe <laughs> yeah so at the end of the movie uh, or like I guess near the end of the movie um, the uh, the the former maid she dies. She she falls uh, down the stairs and, yeah. and dies, and then uh, the husband's still alive, the uh, bad hus- like the uh, hidden husband, and he uh, he gets let out of the cellar by the son of the family. I'm he, sorry of the of the. This is hard to explain without he break, names. He breaks he breaks free no, past him. Yeah, he, he does. Hits him but the over kid the opens the... The, the, the the son opens the uh, cellar door, and that's right. how the guy gets. Anyway, he goes on in a stabbing spree. He kills the sister. Uh, not the rich one, but the the sister. He, I think he only does he only stab her. No, he stabs the uh, the rich dad too. The rich, uh, the rich guy. Yeah, or no, the oh sorry, the dad. No, the, the 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 yeah the the father of the poor family stabs stabs, stabs him. So out of anger but when, uh, when he that's what I was gonna get to. So the the rich guy smells the man that's been living in this cellar, and he's doing the same thing with his nose that he does around the driver. Mm-hmm. The dad, the, the poor dad. So the poor dad just loses it. His daughter just got stabbed. This guy's not helping. And now he's just doing, you know, so basically he equates himself to the seller guy. Yes. And I think that was a really cool moment because yes. you're like, this this family have never really been part of mm-hmm. this rich culture. Yeah. And I think that that's an interesting point to jump off and talk about one of my favorite things about the movie, which was just... Bong Joon Ho's obsession, it seems, with class systems. Right. This is I just watched Snowpiercer oh, the Snowpiercer. other day. Snowpiercer is a similar theme, right? It's, how did that not occur to me? I, I don't know how that didn't occur <laughs> to you because as I was watching Snowpiercer, I was thinking the same thing. Like, holy crap! I didn't think of that. I this is more that. class commentary, right? Because it could be because of Korean society, though. Like Korean, like we obviously have class differences here, but like you, you go to. Uh, so, you know a game 
like a like a sporting event right or a concert you're not going to not sit next to the millionaire because you know and then i guess i don't know if it's like this in korean culture but maybe they, they maybe it's more pronounced i don't know i've never been like to japanese korea. culture you know how japanese culture is very pronounced like that like very rigid I, yeah. I, yeah i don't know i don't know what the word would be exactly but yeah, yeah. but there's a much stronger ca- caste yeah. system i guess well, it's not like a real yeah it's not like indian caste system but no but yeah, yeah but you get that connection that 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 was uh heartbreaking and actually unpredictable once again it just went that direction all of a sudden like you the whole time you're just getting you're waiting for this family to get discovered yeah but it happens, like, obviously, it, they get discovered once everybody's stabbed. It happens in <laughs> the craziest way that it possibly yeah. could. I and think uh, it's going to be something much less climactic. But you're that. right. The, there is a very undertone of the class system and, like, yeah. how... And then their house, too. Their basement house. It's just I mean, sad. It's and the flood. Just, yeah, everything, the, I, yeah. yeah, we didn't talk about that. The the flood destroying... There's a flood. Uh, when in one scene of the movie, the family comes back. So when the when the when they discover the man living in the cellar, uh, at some point it's raining really heavily outside, and the family who w- is coming back from camping uh, early, and so they're dealing with this whole thing where they're locking these two people, trying to get you know lock them up in the basement, and also trying to escape. So they're all under the the coffee table, which is a really big coffee table, and they're all laying under there, and the little boy, you know, in the middle of the night, gets up to he wants to sleep in his tent in the backyard because it stopped raining and you know the parents decide to lay down on the couch together uh and then there's some sexy time going on (laughs) and uh it's just awkward but uh they they, you know they're laying under the coffee table and they need to get out and at that point it's when the flood yeah so i I thought that that scene worked extremely well that just the to show the contrast between what the poor people of yeah. the region were dealing with as opposed to the rich people. The rich people, it was a slight inconvenience for them. Yeah. And they had to come home from their camping trip. Oh, and then it was yeah. like, and they wanted oh, wow, it's kind of rainy. Oh, we can't. Oh, we can't, yeah. We're so sad. We can't yeah. go out in the backyard because it's raining yeah. hard. We're going back to our beautiful mansion. Exactly. And that, let's say how that beautiful that house was. Absolutely beautiful. I don't know if that's a real home. Like, you I think that know. was a set? I don't know. Oh uh, well, I don't know. It, it was, was nice, massive, and beautiful. beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I just a style of house you wouldn't get in North America. For no, the most no. part, it was very uh, feng shui. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's the word. <laughs> um, but the other thing I want to talk about this movie, mm-hmm. uh, cinematography. I don't know if it's a cinematography. Something. So like, something about this movie, it, it feels like real life. Yes, but there's this like fairy tale quality to some of the, the shots. It gave me this like, like the shot where it's super wide and they're going down that because they live like, like I don't know this is the way uh, Korean cities are set up, but like the poor people seem to live in like the sub city, like below. Right. And as the I don't know if that's yeah they seem to just live in the basements of or at least not of the city until they live in the basement of the basement of the city. So. But that scene where it's a super wide shot and they're running down those stairs. Oh, yeah. And that, it just, but not only that scene, there's more, but it just gave me this like. As, as they go to their house, they're just going down more yeah, and more and stairs like this, to get to their house. It's like, it's nighttime and it just gave me this, it, it reminded me of uh, um, Spirited Away, that scene where she's going down the uh, that long staircase when she first gets 
to that world. Okay. And she's going. Did you ever see Spirited Away? No, I haven't. So which I know a it's scene, a crime. It's a crime that I have. Please see that movie. Already. But uh, there's a scene where she's going down the stairs. She's running away because she can't get across the bridge. Okay. And she goes down. It gave me that sensation. It gave me like an anime fairy tale feel. Right. Right. So I don't know. Did you feel that? Was there I like mean, a? Yeah, that scene. Yeah, that scene. Because it didn't feel like a drama. It didn't. It didn't visually remind me of like what you would think of a drama film. It wasn't like. There's a fairy tale-ish aspect to this movie to me. Right. No, I can definitely see what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, especially that scene as they're running through the rain. It's, yeah. It, I don't Th- know. That was the cool part for me. I was like, wow. Yeah, the the sense yeah. of wonder kind of. I don't know. It, 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 this movie d- did a lot of things Yeah. all at once. So if we're talking about the acting in it, so for me... Maybe because they spoke Korean, it's hard to... It, yes. That, so maybe it's hard to kind of... But so I thought everyone was good. I I, I thought that yeah, it, it it is hard to tell uh, how well someone is acting. But yeah. I thought the the mother of the rich family did an amazing job playing yeah, the dumbest great. the dumbest character. She was so oblivious movie. to everything. Uh, the the father of the poor family was uh, the best. So um, damn Park, a, a great actor. He's also in uh, Snowpiercer. Yes, and yeah. he's great in both. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. He was so good in this though. I thought he was the for me he was the. Uh, he was the highlight. I thought he was the standout too. Yeah, very I'm, good. Well, also, they were all good though. Everybody I, was. I also love the sister Kang Ho song. That scene where Jessica, only yeah. child, Illinois, Chicago. <laughs> yeah. That was just such a memorable yeah. scene. Yeah. Um, um, so, but like, hey, like it was. It's hard to tell as North. I, just a, it is a subtitled film. Yes. Yes. Which so. it's, as you know, I, I don't know, but for me. It's a little odd at the beginning for the first like five ten minutes, but by the this movie roped me in so fast it was like yeah. I didn't realize I was reading after like two minutes. <laughs> I, I when I think of this movie, I think of it as if they're speaking English. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I don't I don't ima- I don't hear the Korean. Yeah, I hear I don't hear anything. Well, Isn't it? It's fascinating how our brains do that, right? It's yeah, like, you, you just you, you're reading you, it and it feels like you feel like you'd miss visually stuff because you're reading. It becomes like one. I feel thing. like it, as long as you're sitting far enough back from the screen, yeah. right? Like it's, you can kind of it's your peripheral. You're seeing the uh, action in peripheral. Yeah, but even even then, it's like if you're sitting back far enough, yeah, you can still see most of the screen as you're. Yeah, I just probably. always thought it's it's an odd. That's odd how our brains do that. It's kind of amazing. Yeah, that you remember everything yeah. as if it was spoken in in yeah, English, right? But it's not. Which yeah. this movie is just so I it, for me this is the best movie of the year, best movie. Since Whiplash, for me. You you had a best movie of the year? I thought you had it second. No, best. Really? Yeah. Number one. What did I think you had number one? I don't one? know. Let me look at my list. I, 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 I thought I, this is only five-star film of the year, so it's got to be this one. I could have swore you had it second. No. No. See? Oh, there you go. Yeah, you had it first. One. Oh, my bad. I gave it five stars. Maybe maybe you rearranged your list since I last looked at no, it. No, Paris... Well, I had Joe... I had... Uh, Jojo Rabbit first, I think, originally. Oh, did you? And, Maybe uh, you just hadn't changed it. Well, I, I saw 1917, Uncut Gems, mm-hmm. and uh, this movie all after Jojo Rabbit. Yeah. So originally Jojo Rabbit was my mm-hmm. favorite film of the year, which we have to do. I wanted to do it in this podcast. I feel like I have to watch it again to... Talk about it again? To, yeah. It was a while back. We saw yeah, it. We saw it, like, what, November? I don't know. I don't ever remember when it was. It, it, was quite a, it was quite a few months. It might have... I think it was November. Yeah, it might have been November, yeah. But anyway, yeah. um, for me, the 
Parasite. It just, I went, maybe because I went with, I didn't know anything about this film mm-hmm. going in. Yeah, I just told you. I thought it was going to be a horror film. I was like, this movie's got crazy reviews. We got to go see it. <laughs> I, when I went in that theater, I was expecting a horror film. Right. So, just based on even, that name, it sounds like a body right. horror movie. And so even what's funny is even when he was going to get the job, at that point, I still thought it was as a horror film. So I was like, what is this? Like, where is this going? Like, is this house haunted? Like, what? <laughs> and it just, and I forgot about thinking this is a horror movie by the middle. Uh, obviously, I realized that it's not a horror film. Yeah. So the movie, so don't be uh, fooled by the title. It's not a uh, yeah. horror movie. And uh, this is going to be one of my favorite movies ever. Yeah. I think. I mean, I, yeah. I, so I had it four and a half stars. It's my fourth favorite movie of the year. Yeah, that shocks me. But you thought there were four better films. I don't know how you... Three better films, first of all. Sorry. I, well, I, as I said earlier, Booksmart and jo- I have, uh, Jojo Rabbit. And I'm Books- very smart, and I do math very well, so I'm pretty sure it's that you have four films ahead. As I said earlier, I had Jojo Rabbit and Booksmart ahead, and then, of course, Uncut Gems, third, so... You what? disgust me. What do you mean? <laughs> I loved all of these movies. You don't agree with me, and that for, therefore you're an awful person, and uh, you're well, wrong. I'm yeah. I'm just full. <laughs> you're just uh, you're just despicable. No, but um, yeah, I I love this film. I I don't know. I I do too. I could watch yeah. it over and over again, and maybe maybe when I watch it again, I'll like it even more, and I'll yeah. bump it further up the list. But how do we know how long we've been? Uh, I don't know. It should say on your computer there how long we've been recording for. Let's see it. Yeah, kind of hard to tell. There's a long timeline there. Yeah. But um, anyway. anything to add? Well, did you want to talk about? Do well. I mean, we just said. Uh, I mean, 1917. See that in the theater if you can. Oh yeah, obviously. we're gonna do this. Yeah. So obviously, it's yeah. Big spectacle. If um, you can't see it in the theater now, see it in the theater when I think, it's in a second screen somewhere. I think uh, my rating for 1970 might change if I were to see it a second time, not in the theater. Mm-hmm. I feel like this movie is meant for the theater. Um, kind of like Dunkirk for me. Yeah, which which I haven't seen because I'm waiting for it to come back into the theater. Like if you don't watch again. that in uh, in um, IMAX, you're not gonna get the experience. I saw it on. I watched yeah. it later at, at a friend's house on a small, sorry, <clears throat> on a small projector. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it's kind of boring. Yeah. In theaters though, in IMAX. Yeah, you need that big s- big screen. Yeah. For for most war. <clears throat> <laughs> I feel for most war films. Yeah. A 1917 definitely feels like a movie. You have to see it in the theaters. Yeah. I feel like maybe I'll give it four stars, and uh, it might not be my second or third best film of the year if, mm-hmm. if I saw it on the regular television. Yeah, to film. But then that. that's that's kind of raw, rough because like it's meant to be seen in the theaters. So see that one in the theaters. Yeah. These other two, I feel like you can get away with seeing you anywhere. Can just, you can watch them on Netflix. They're good no matter it's, what. Uncut Gems size. will be on Netflix. Uh, yeah. Because it, I think it's a Netflix co-production. Yes, it was. I mean, yeah. obviously, if you get a chance, support these movies in the theaters. Yeah. I mean, I love. I love going to theaters, so for me, it's just a no-brainer. It's yeah, the great films sure. go see it, but Parasite, absolutely see it, no matter how. Just see it. Give um, it, uh, give just, it a go. Just see that movie. Yeah. Well, so, which one do you think any of these uh, have a shot at the uh, best picture Oscar? I'm really surprised. Uncut. I was so mad when they. Okay, no offense to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, I like Quentin Tarantino, and I love his films, and I liked uh, Once Upon a Time, but. Uh, it's nowhere near 
the level of these films and uh I feel like that's gonna win just because it's Quentin Tarantino and I mean that's cool but I, mean, I feel like Parasite should get it for me. I mean, I I really loved Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, especially. There's certain stretches. Yeah, of no, it. not to say I didn't like it. It there, was good. Yeah, it was a good movie. But there's just stretches of that movie that blow me away. But and then there's other parts of it that are yeah, they're a little slow sometimes. It's but to me, it's just not at the level of these. At least of it's not at the level of Parasite to me. So I feel like Parasite. Right. A let's just give it to Parasite because for once it's having international film win i mean and that's the thing that you think about when you see parasite it's like there's just every few years just an international movie just comes across like a shooting star and just blows our minds right and like the thing is i'm not usually a proponent for i don't like you know i think the best movie should win it shouldn't doesn't shouldn't go down to to some political you know social justice whatever but in this case i really believe that um it deserves to win best film, and yeah. uh, I hope it does. But I'm really surprised Uncut Gems got no respect. Yeah, I mean, uh, no, I, I don't think it was I, it nominated for anything. No, I don't think so. Not like how about original script? I don't know. There, maybe it was a, a may, the Sad Fee Brothers maybe were nominated for a screen. I'm really play. disappointed of that. I don't know why. Uh, is it because the Oscars hate Netflix? Oh, I didn't even consider yeah, that. Yeah, you know, because like they, they're feeling, you know, some of these uh, movie people feel threatened by <laughs> Netflix. I don't know why you would feel threatened. It's a it's a new way to to make uh, uh, films and present them to a huge audience. Why in the world does anyone hate on it? Uh, that's the part I... Uh, and TVs have gotten so amazing that like you're... And, you know, sound systems that if you make a movie... That requires like 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 Dunkirk, although Dunkirk really was good in IMAX. I mean, I don't know. To me, it seems silly to to hate on something like Netflix. I think it's it's uh it's short sighted. Yeah, Uncut Gems got zero Oscar nominations. And how did uh, Adam Sandler not get nominated? I just I don't know. I haven't seen the Antonio Banderas uh, yeah. movie yet. Uh, I gotta which watch that. Apparently, I mean, he's been winning stuff. Yeah, for it, so. and there's also a portrait of uh, a portrait of a lady on fire. Yeah, that's the other one. We, uh, we, we haven't, haven't seen. seen yeah, we haven't seen that yet. But that was not not nominated. I don't one, know. the other one that was not nominated that I think is kind of disappointing was Little Women. It was nominated for Best Picture. Was it? Yes, it was. Oh, but yeah. it wasn't nominated for Best Director. No, it wasn't. Which, that part makes me so confused. Yeah. I don't understand that move on the on their part, because uh, that movie was the way it was because of what the director decided to do. Yeah. Like she, she totally remixed the story. Yeah, she completely took... And this is what you told me, so I'm only going off of what you said, but I've heard other people say it. Like, the book is pretty linear. Right, yes, yeah. And uh, she kind of films it in a really intelligent way. And you never, a lot of movies that do that, you you tend to get lost. You're not sure, you know, know, sometimes you feel like, oh, I don't know what part of the movie I'm in now. Like, this is the past, future, I don't know. Right, but she it was obvious the the way the way that she did it with the coloration of yeah. the scenes, right? It'd be if it was the the past, it'd be brighter, right? It, yeah. it was more orange. It was just obvious, more more lively, and then yeah. and then once also they had the gotten into the the darker period of their yeah. family's life, it was the the scenes were physically darker and colder, and, and the characters uh, were paler and sicklier looking yeah. and depressed more so so because they're so happy in the scenes. 
Okay, so let me ask you who you would put Greta Gerwig in instead of for the... So who's the nominees? So they were Scorsese, Bong Joon-ho, Tarantino, Todd Phillips for Joker, and Sam Mendes. Todd Phillips. Todd, I agree. I don't... I just don't think Joker was unique. No. It's a great version of Joker. Yes. And uh, I liked it, um, but I just didn't feel like it was saying something that hasn't been said. It's... Yeah, it's Taxi Driver, it's jo- King of Comedy. You've, you've seen, seen you've Joker seen... in the original Batman. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've seen Joker in uh, Dark Knight. You've seen him in the cartoon where Mark Hamill <laughs> yeah, voices and which him. Yeah, which he can't beat. And he's... it's the same Joker. Like, he's crazy. And we get it. He's crazy. Yeah. Like, it's a good movie. It's okay. I liked it. Uh, but it's just not... Uh, it's just not comparative to me for I, the, I agree for like little women had a really uh just and for a guy like i didn't uh really wasn't thinking of going to see this film at all little women yeah you made you're me welcome go. i know that you made me you asked me if i'd come i said yes it's not like <laughs> you were like come on so to be fair i would have been like that to if be you fine. been like no <laughs> yeah <laughs> i was gonna be like no <laughs> what do you think i am a woman <laughs> well that's what i was saying people are like Will men not go see this movie because it's called Little Women? Like, they, men would probably be put off by the title Little Little Men too. They'd be like, "What's that?" About? I'm not a little man. No one goes see this. I'm a big man. I'm a big man. I'm, I'm at too, least five foot nine. I'm too tough for this movie. I'm a lo- I'm like five foot ten. That's a big man. <laughs> yeah, but so. uh, yeah, uh, Little Women was really good, and I thought uh, I'm happy it was nominated. I, I don't know how. How do you nominate a film for best film and then not nominate the director? I mean, there's just more movies nominated for Best Picture. But isn't that, like, shouldn't that be... I feel like every film that gets nominated for Best Film, the director, you... you, I don't know, it seems weird to me that they're not nominated. Like, why the why her in particular? I don't know. It is kind of tough to differentiate these things, I guess. I like don't you, know. I hate saying, like, because you know how I am with politics, but I hate saying that, you know, the Oscars are... You know, they don't... Do, but in this case, it seems odd to me that... She just randomly, because like who out of all the best pictures nominated, she's the only one director who didn't, right? Uh, or am I wrong? What? Or, oh, uh, Taika Waititi for Jojo Rabbit. Oh my god, he wasn't nominated. Was that nominated for best film? Yes, it was. Yeah, and he wasn't nominated for uh, no, best director. No, I don't know if he really deserved Those... to be. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's obviously... You, that was my, your best film of the year, favorite, so how could you say my that? My favorite movie of the year, but... I can I, never say his do name. You, do, you, do you think Do you think it did anything, like, cinematically then? Yes. Really? Oh, my God. How could you... Okay. I, 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 thought, I thought that it was it, a beautiful, beautiful movie story-wise. Story it was a comedy that had Schindler List moments. I know. It's fucking amazing. Like, how can you not... Po- he did that so, so tastefully... <laughs> It's so amazing that he was able to pull that off. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, the, the beef that some people have with it is that they feel oh. like that the anti-Semitic jokes. They don't like the people. He's Jewish, though. I know, but they don't. But they don't like. They're like, oh, he's they're, half they're, they're like there were too many anti-Semitic jokes. It's like how? Well, I mean, the, that's it, how it was back it, then. It was. It, it's. It's sh- like saying it, there was too sh- many Jewish deaths in the movie about the Holocaust. It's like. <laughs> Silly. It's yeah. It, the the point of that is to show you how dumb this little boy is, right? He believes yeah, these I think, wild things. No, I just think it. For me, the reason uh, they did that was to just demonstrate how like his beliefs didn't necessarily make him an evil person. 
Yes. And like he was brainwashed. I feel like that's a, like I respect him for doing that because there's a lot of war movies that kind of don't touch on the the fact that people were like let's be honest, people back then were brainwashed and yeah. did believe evil things. I mean, they, and collectively they they all did what happened collectively. Yeah. In a way, uh, not everybody obviously were heroes and all that, but uh but I think it touches on that uh how easy it is to uh you know, convince people especially a child yeah and i feel like think about it you were you know a lot of the men in war at that time were in their early 20s yeah 18 17 19 so you know they would have been what so if they were 18 and hitler got into power you know in what 1933 they would have been just little kids yes so they would have gotten through hitler yeah. youth and all that stuff so or nazi youth or whatever they called it and uh so it's very realistic that a lot of the soldiers fighting would have uh would have been brainwashed like that yeah. because they grew up yeah. their formative years believing these lies. Yeah. And so it's, you know, I think Jojo is a great character and uh, <laughs> his mom, or let's talk about it. Should we just talk about Jojo? Maybe we, should, maybe we should just talk about it. I don't know. This is getting pretty long. We're, we're getting pretty long here, but I mean, I, I think in my opinion, if I was to pick, Best supporting actress, I would go with Scarlett Johansson in this for that film. Movie. Yeah, absolutely. Either that or Laura Dern in Marriage Story, but I'd go with ScarJo probably. Oh, she was in both, and she's good in both. Dude, I I would blew if, me away if Scarlett yeah. Johansson wins Best Actress. I, I if she doesn't win that, I think that is it bad for wrong. me to think that Adam Driver was better though. Oh yeah, he was way better. I thought. Well, and he wasn't way better, but Driver was probably the. Winner I think his of character. That was more emotional though to be fair like he had more of an yes, emotional yeah, outburst like yeah. she didn't have the her character was great too and she but was amazing in it i i, I they're both amazing i think it. that she i in my opinion deserved to win deserves to win both of those awards but I don't, we should right. do a post oscar yeah sure show. yeah all right so maybe we should just end it there we'll do jojo another time i don't, I don't want to talk about jojo <laughs> <laughs> we'll do it we'll do it we'll do it another JoJo, time where are you? We, we did it a little bit we gave a little taste yeah. there yeah jojo was uh I'm so excited that he uh, he produced that film and made that um, movie yeah. and directed it and yeah. everything. I was so excited when I found out he when I, I didn't know who he was. I was a big fan of uh, what we do in the shadows. Yeah, which you haven't seen. I know. How have you not? Oh, God, Gabe. Hey, man, he killed it in Star Wars, The Mandalorian, too. Yeah, and the... but uh, what I was gonna say is, uh, I thought I saw Thor Ragnarok, right? I, yeah. And I, I like I, I'm okay with Marvel movies. I think they're okay. They're fun to watch, but. Uh, that one in particular was like, wow, that's my favorite Marvel movie now. Ragnarok's a real stand. I loved yeah. it, and uh, and then I found out he directed both what we do in the shadows and that, and yeah. it just I was like, ah, there's the link. <laughs> mm. And then Jojo Rabbit, and there's a couple movies I really got to see of his that I haven't seen yet, but he's becoming probably uh, one of my favorite directors now. Yeah, I mean, he's. I'm so excited. Anytime I hear his name is attached to something, I just go yes, <laughs> yeah, it's so because his humor, you know, it's the it's the New Zealand humor. I don't know. The flight of the concords and what we do in the shadows and uh their humor is like it's kind of british but it's unique to its own taste yeah. and it like just do, does it for me he's just he's so charismatic he like it's the way they they every, write dialogue i think every that. everything like you just interviews with him like you just hang on his every word he's okay. so charismatic when we're done this and i know it's late and i gotta get up early but uh we're gonna we're gonna find what we do in the shadows and we're gonna watch it Okay. Because you need to watch that. I can't believe you haven't seen that. That movie is so good. All right. Should we end it oh, there? Oh, okay. So, oh, you have one more thing? We, I told you I was going to come up with a film 
that like everyone thinks I'm insane for liking. Oh, yes. I'm actually going to do the reverse. I'm going to tell you a film that everyone loves and I don't like. Okay. Because we had said it. I said it. Schindler's List. You don't I like love it. Steven Spielberg. I watched Schindler's List and I just, it just didn't do, I don't know. I don't know. Am I like weird? It's just too sad? I don't know. It just, I didn't, it didn't do it for me. Was it the black and white? Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I don't know. Because there's some amazing moments in that movie, but I just, mm-hmm. I felt myself losing interest as it continued. Mm. I didn't like Schindler. <laughs> what? I don't know. How do you see Liam Neeson in a movie and not <laughs> gravitate? I'm really it. shocked. I really wanted to like it. I just didn't. That's like his. That's like. I, think Spiel- I didn't hate it. That's like Spielberg's passion project, right there. I know everyone gives it like five stars, and I'm like, here, this. You know, I'm not not, I, not giving it two stars, but I'm I'm giving it like three, I, maybe I, two and a half. I can't totally roast you because I haven't seen that movie in like you ten years. Yeah. Like it was, so, I I, I'd have to watch it again. I don't know why. I just. And I've tried to watch it three times, and every time I just like, nah, I don't know. Really? Wow. Weird. So, reverse. So, I can't think of a movie right now that mm-hmm. I uh, like that everyone hates, but uh, that's a movie I don't like that everybody seems to love, so wow. there you go. Wow. Guess you're yeah. just an anti-Semite. Guess I'm just an anti-Semite. <laughs> I'm Polish. <laughs> a little Jewish, probably? I don't know. Yeah. I've always thought Pro- that. Probably. <laughs> probably. All right. Should we? You're should German, we... so that uh, so... that tells us everything we need to know. Uh, uh, how... First of all, German last name, but my grandparents are both from well, German. No, they're Ukrainian. They're German. <laughs> how did your How did your Ukrainian grandparents come with? How does How does a family that's Ukrainian end up just randomly with a German last name? It's a Mennonite last name. Uh okay. Okay, German. Okay, Nazi. I don't know. <laughs> and and can I say you have uh, blonde hair and blue eyes? Uh, I they they are they are a mix of. <laughs> You're green an and Aryan, blue. sir. They are a mix of green and blue. There is green in there. <laughs> I'm not staring at your eyes. All right, that'll do it. Uh, we'll if do anybody this again. listens, then uh, hopefully you enjoy this. I'm and... so sorry if you listen to this. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> Could have been worse. All right, we'll end it there. Okay, Uh, that's my refrigerator. I apologize. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you later. Bye.